We start with this week's dramatic police raid at the office of the Drug User Liberation Front. The Vancouver Police Department moving in there. Two people arrested. This group had received $200,000 in funding from the BC government. The police say they don't, they were not happy what's going on over there. Drug trafficking, cocaine, heroin, crystal meth. I've got Dr. Julian Summers standing by to discuss this. First, have a listen to this report. Global News reporter Paul Johnson. You're going to hear the voice here of Inspector Phil Hurd as well. Vancouver Police Department. Let's listen. If being that is, and saving lives means that, you know, I'm a criminal and I'm going to jail, uh, that's just the way it is. Those were the thoughts of Drug User Liberation Front co-founder Jeremy Callicum several weeks ago when we toured their East Van facility and saw their massive supply of illegally acquired heroin, cocaine and meth, which they were testing and then supplying to a select group of users. That knock on the door came Wednesday night when VPD raided their space and arrested two people at their homes. We have always warned that anyone who violates the criminal code or the Controlled Drugs and Substances Act should expect to face enforcement and criminal charges. All right, Inspector Phil Heard there at the end, Vancouver Police Department, the, the Drug User Liberation Front putting out a statement saying that they are trying to save people's lives and what they're doing. They test, they test the drugs, cocaine, heroin, crystal meth, before they distribute it to drug users. So they say they are saving people's lives over there and the police are trying to stop them from doing that now. All right, let's discuss with my guest, Dr. Julian Summers. Julian is an addictions researcher, Simon Fraser University. I'm very pleased to welcome him back to the show. Julian, thank you for coming on today. Oh, it's delighted to be with you, Mike. Okay, first of all, let's talk about this drug user liberation front because, you know, this is a group that had been saying operating quite openly for years and they made no secret about what they were doing. They're saying, look, we are, yeah, we are buying drugs on the dark web, cocaine, heroin, crystal meth, and we're testing it and distributing it to drug users. So the government knew what they were going on. Should the government be giving this group money? What do you think of that? Well, yeah. The so from a professional standpoint and a research and policy standpoint, no way. This is this is not a, a helpful element of an overall uh, drug policy strategy, particularly um, in the context of a mortality crisis. But it, it's it's I think it's important to acknowledge that that this government, both the public service side and the elected side, have for uh, the, the entire NDP mandate pursued um, the uh, idea that decriminalizing drugs combined with a public supply of addictive drugs, what they refer to as safe supply, yeah. is likely to result in significant improvements. And they've communicated that incredibly clearly. They've also refused to embrace other elements of addiction policies that would that would really take us in a different direction and what what that's done is created among drug users a very strong feeling of number one what the government is prepared to do it's this direction and number two that there is going to be movement toward this and and here's one way in which that would be communicated very very clearly you want to test your drugs 
take them to um, sanctioned university labs and figure out ways to collaborate because because we that this is the government we have uh, collaborator researchers and places like UVic and UBC that will that will you know support this this overall direction we also have key figures like our former provincial health officer who who is it's it's well well acknowledged is the co-owner of a, a company that produces drugs including heroin but it's also been reported that he has he was in conversations with Dolph around figuring out ways to to enable a, a, a supplying them so these are very very clear uh, uh, acknowledgments um, and and really messages of support for what Dolph yeah. and others are doing, people know about Bandu's activities. Many people will rem remember, uh, tragically, uh, Jerry Martin, who um, yes. was doing a similar uh, type of uh, um, action. Uh, he described it as civil disobedience. Uh, tragically, he he, he died. Uh, that was the guy, Jerry Martin. Jerry that was that was the guy, Julian. Just for the listeners to know, Jerry Martin was the guy who set up his own cocaine store, basically in the downtown east side. Right. Yeah, multiple then, drugs, similar, yeah. similar kind. And of, then he died from a drug kind of, overdose. You know, he did. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, a, it's a it's a tragic story. As did his brother before him, and that was yeah. part of the motivation. But but it's really important, I think, that that this this um, these actions, which the Vancouver Police Department are, in my view, uh, I think in many people's views, they're 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 correctly interpreting and applying the law. But from the ground level perspective, there has been years of a very clear enabling of this type of activity as though it represents the future. And that's really now up okay. to British Columbians to decide. Okay. Speaking of Dr. Julian Summer, Simon Fraser University, we're talking about the police raid on the office of Dolph, the Drug User, Libera Drug User Liberation Front Office. They had received $200,000 in government funding. And they are being uh, the police raided there over drug trafficking. Let me now on the other side of this, Julian. Of course, you will get the argument that look, we're, they're trying to save lives. People are going to use drugs, no matter what. And yeah, they're buying cocaine, heroin, crystal meth, and distributing it. But they're saying we tested in our own lab here to make sure it's safe. Uh, listening, looking at a statement from the. Vancouver area network of drug users they say this has been a big success that the program has resulted in fewer overdoses and, and deaths let me play a clip here for you for your thoughts this is Brittany Graham she is a safe supply advocate she is with this group Van Du Vancouver area network of drug users let's listen why are we saying that people who use drugs are bad or that drugs are bad? This is just something we've been taught for a hundred years. It is not actually based in fact and we need to be thinking about this at a bigger level because people are dying. Dr. Julian Summers, your response? Well, um, so neither of the things that Brittany draws attention to are, are really the, you know, the, the focus. It's not bad people and it's not that drugs are bad. We have to get our heads around the fact that the only way you can have a perpetual mortality crisis, roughly seven British Columbians per day perishing, is if we continuously produce more people at risk. And what are the characteristics of the people who are dying? They are overwhelmingly unemployed. They are overwhelmingly unsupported socially. They, um, they, they are dying of multiple substances, not a single 
drug that they might have made that happen to make a bad decision. Not that's not the norm. The norm is multiple substances, and the norm is concurrent mental illness as well. So yeah. we we need to acknowledge that we have a crisis of creating risk, standing by and letting risk multiply when there are well-established interventions that we ought to be using and people have been calling for for many, many years. I'll remind people of Mike Kirby's Out of the Shadows at Last report, that's 2006. That wasn't the first time. And Governments across the country have paid varying uh, attention to those pleas to uh, to really substantially reshape our system for preventing, minimizing harm, and promoting recovery from mental illnesses, yeah. including addictions. Keeping okay. in mind that the problem of addiction is an inability to control something that is very harmful to oneself. It is not a lifestyle choice. Dr. Summers, thank you for coming on today. I always appreciate your time. Mike, thank you again.